0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Scott, what's up, man? How you doing, man? You're back from vacation, feeling, uh, feeling rested? I'm, I'm, I'm refreshed. I'm, I'm, I'm rested, man, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to rock. Um, that's good I had a good time watching the well that's a lie no one has a good. Time, <laughs> yeah. no one has a good time watching preseason football but I was uh, very uh, interested in both the 49ers and the Raiders uh, watching them this weekend any takeaways and we you know discussed this to no end yesterday Scott can you take anything away uh, from what we saw from the Las Vegas Raiders over the weekend yeah, I mean, I think there's a
1: lot you can take away. Uh, number one, you got to start with the young quarterback they drafted, Aiden O'Connell. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, kid hey, went out there. It's hey, hey, one guy. It was foul. They game. gave him number four. Sorry, to interrupt you. Yeah, they yeah, 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 yeah. shouldn't come have given now. him number four. That was foul. Come on. Oh, come on. It's a business, my
0: man. What do you mean? What do you got feelings wear, now? We can't give him number five. Jersey numbers. Have a buffer year. Like give him number five. Little Timmy Derek Carr was his favorite
2: player. He's confused. Teddy Bridgewater got fifty. They could they could have gave him any number.
1: They, yeah, they could have. Now with the number rules in the NFL, you can pretty much wear anything anywhere. Ninety nine dropping back to pass. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> but anyway, so I mean, yeah, Aiden O'Connell, number four. He's yep. he's he's exercising that demon for some, not mm-hmm. for all, for some. But nonetheless, he comes out there and let me tell you, I mean, the kid, the decision making, right? It's again, it's a preseason game. They're not going against number ones. You get that, all that, fine. But you have to look at it from the perspective of, look, he goes out there. Decision-making was good, was accurate. Mm-hmm. I mean, 15 of 18, and he had two drops. Mm-hmm. So uh, very well could have been 17 and 18. But I think that was good, too, to see him out there. That was one of the big takeaways. Second takeaway – They have a long way to go in building the roster on the defensive side of the ball, but the defense played differently. They played, they swarmed to the ball, they created turnovers. The Raiders have not been able to create turnovers for years. I mean, it's been a terrible albatross around their neck along with the other things, but nonetheless, they've been able to, uh, so far in the practices against the 49ers last week and in the game, really swarm towards the ball, and you started to see some guys uh, and and see what what competition does on the defensive front as well.
2: So one of the things that I thought about watching this game is is Josh McDaniels and his approval rating, at the very least, on this show is very, very (laughs) low, very low. A lot of people don't believe in Josh McDaniels, but I I was thinking while I was watching, I was like, well, you know, maybe I'm a little too harsh on McDaniels. Maybe he actually is um, head coach material because I think about. I think we talked about it last week. As bad as the season went last year. And the, the the blown leads that they had, part of having the blown lead is being up by 20, mm-hmm. you know, at some point. Yeah. And, and, and he was able to do that multiple times, time and time again, and they weren't able to hold on to the lead. Do you think that in the second year of Josh McDaniels, there are some things that he's kind of putting together and building that we're going to see come to fruition here in this second second season under Josh
1: well, he better. Right. I mean, the, the, the reality is uh, this business is based on performance and that goes with the coaching staff, too. Now, I will say this. I think you're right. I think if you if you talk to people like our listeners in Raider Nation. They, they are not happy with Josh McDaniels. A lot of them, it's a polarizing guy like Derek Carr was in the, in the fan base for whatever reason. And they're not happy with what happened. You talked about building the leads, those catastrophic collapses. And there's, a, there's an old movie. I don't know if you guys ever saw it, but it's one of my favorite movies called Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. It's also a famous Broadway play. And in that movie, Alec Baldwin stops a salesman from getting coffee. And he says, no, put the coffee down. He says, only closers get coffee. Mm. Right. And in this case, Josh McDaniels doesn't get coffee until he learns how to close out games as a coaching staff and gets his team to do so. So I think if you look at it from that perspective, there's a lot of pressure on him. I'm not fully convinced either, guys. I mean, look, Mm. he's got to show it out. But I will say this, just like any business you run, any team you run, you got to have your players who are bought into you. And your system. Now, Mm. they said goodbye to a lot of talent. We talked about Derek Carr, one of the top 10, 15 quarterbacks in the league. You talk about Darren Waller, another great player when he's healthy. They're gone, right? They weren't necessarily bought in. So now that he has his guys, Mm. the excuses go away, and it really comes down to can you put it together? Can you show that you've also improved and grown as a coach so you don't make the same mistakes you made last year?
0: Scott, that's all fine and good where the where the hell is Josh Jacobs like they, they 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 can't possibly think they can approach this season without them do they no, I think, I think. look, we saw Zamir White run in the game.
1: Good running back. He's no replacement for Josh Jacobs, right? He's not going to be the same kind of runner. He doesn't get yards after contact like Josh Jacobs did. Josh Jacobs doesn't need a good offensive line to run. That's how good he is. But listen, it comes back to the business of the NFL. And the reality is, I'm willing to bet uh, almost anything that Josh Jacobs will be there year or week one. So I'm, I'm not that worried about it. I think he'll play there. Uh, and But the model in the nfl and the way it's going we can talk about fair and what's not fair but the reality is this team is much much better with josh jacobs there without him there's a massive hole and i really do believe come week one he'll be there he'll take the 10.1 million especially after you saw dalvin cook signing with the jets yesterday for what 6.8 um i think josh jacobs will be there and then he'll be able to get his opportunity probably next year to go on the open market and see what he can get
0: well hmm. yeah. uh, you think he's just sitting camp yeah. Why would you go out? I mean, well, no, look, no, I I got you. I, 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 I figured that. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, I get it. He's when he wants to make a point and I respect that. Look, you have to, as a professional athlete, you only have so much time. And so he knows this will probably be his, his second contract might be his last contract. Yeah. You just don't know. If you look at the, the cliff NFL running backs fall off from a performance after year five, it's pretty significant and pretty deep. So I don't blame him at all. I, I, I tell fans all the time, don't be mad at them. Most of them aren't. They're more mad at the Raiders. Mm -hmm. But that side of the business is never fun for fans. But I think him holding out uh, or not signing the tender until he absolutely has to to get on the field week one is definitely the right thing to do, and I respect what he's doing.
2: They got the Rams coming up, going to uh, Los Angeles, going to SoFi for their second preseason game. Um, Do you think we see the starters – play half a quarter at all in this game i'm talking you know jimmy garoppolo those guys we don't know if Devonte adams is going to be ready or not but do you expect to see uh you know max crosby and those guys in this game against the rams or how's josh mcdaniels going about this one
1: so far, every, th- every indication we have, the answer is no, that we probably won't see. We've seen offensive linemen. The, the, the Raiders are still trying to kind of figure out what they're going to do on that right side of the offensive line uh, between Jermaine Illuminor and Theo Munford, the, the, the second-year player out of Indiana. Th- those guys um, you'll see a lot of, and you'll see, I think, some um, number one players in there, some starters in there. On defense, I don't know. Uh, maybe Max Crosby, perhaps, but I Jimmy Garoppolo, hell no. I mean, you guys know him. I mean, why would you risk it? He's coming off the surgery. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. I could see him playing in the third game for a series just to get some rhythm in there and see some live action. But I think they like what they see with Aiden McConnell. want to give him as much time because they would really like to. Every indication we have, all the beat writers I've talked to, everybody seems to believe the Raiders really want Aiden O'Connell to be the number two guy because mm. they most likely think he'll play this season if mm. if Garoppolo has any injury issues. So I, I don't think you'll see Garoppolo play that much. They're just going to let the kid get as much of uh, the NFL flavor that he can get.
0: Gotcha. Uh, one thing I've been hearing a lot about, Scott, coming from Raiders training camp is communication on the defensive end. And mm-hmm. while I don't think the 49ers were impressive, and again, it's difficult to make heads or tails of what you get in a preseason game that consists mostly of second third stringers it could just be the timing of the whole thing but reading about how the uh, uh, Raiders were looking to make communication on the defensive end a focal point of training camp I thought they did a hell of a job of executing that against San Francisco over the weekend
1: yeah, they sure did. And I think there's been some of that. Last year, we saw some confusion there, too, right, with Patrick Graham's system and 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 the communications and calling out the plays and, and doing all that. There was just some sort of disconnect. I mean, you saw blown coverages a lot more. And again, like you said, we only have one sample size of a couple practices against the 49ers and then, of course, the game on Sunday. But that, to a man, that's what you're hearing is that they are they are communicating better. It helps when you have guys like Marcus Peters back there uh, to to take some of the young talent they have and and kind of teach him up a little bit and he's been in the system before so I think that overall that's going to be key because they don't have enough talent on defense let's just face it they are better there I believe than they were the last couple of years but they're still not going to be a top level defense so you need to be able to maximize whatever you can get out of the talent you do have communications is going to be key and it was not that was a nice takeaway from that first game to see it no matter who they were playing
0: hmm
2: Let me go, Scott. Let me go big picture here with you because there was stuff floating around Twitter and, and, and uh, and the internet again about the, the, the crowd at, at Allegiant Stadium. A lot of Raiders, or excuse me, a lot of Niner fans. And we've known for the first couple of years, um, the opposing fans, they love coming to Las Vegas. They love coming there and they show up and show out. Is that something that the organization is worried about? Do they think it's maybe something that's just like, uh, because it's so new having a team in Las Vegas that if a team is going there for the first time, a lot of people are going to show up and it's going to fade out eventually? Um, or is it something that they feel like they're going to have to contend with for as long as the Raiders are in Vegas?
1: You know, it's an interesting story, and and having lived in Las Vegas twice myself, including being a season ticket holder the first season with the Vegas Golden Knights when hockey came there. I know hockey, NFL, different sports, different -hmm. different audience overall, but that was the big concern with hockey, too, which was like, geez, hockey in the desert – and, and that took care of itself because they went to the Stanley Cup finals in the first year. And now they won a Stanley Cup this past season. So, so winning helps, as you guys know, winning helps everything. But I do think the Raiders are not concerned because they're counting the dollars, right? So, <laughs> again, I know fans don't want to hear that, but it's mm-hmm. true. They're selling the tickets. The Raiders had the most expensive preseason ticket because of 49er fans, right? Mm-hmm. 49er fans wanted to go to Vegas, check out the new stadium, check out the Raiders. And so they go out there and they do that. So I think two things will happen. They're still new in the market. They have not won. It's hard to get people excited. A team relocated there. We talked about it last time, uh, KC with the A's and all that Mm -hmm. stuff too, which is a whole different story. But nonetheless, I think two things will happen there. Number one is, remember, I don't know about you guys, but I do meet. I have have a core group of buddies, and we meet once a year at an NFL game somewhere in the country. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're going to do that, I know there's a lot of guys who do that. If you're going to do that, you want to go to Detroit or you want to go to Vegas, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going to save your money. You're going to go to Vegas. So I think there's always going to be a higher percentage of people who want to go to a destination city and see their team play against a franchise like the Raiders. But then secondarily, I think as the Raiders and if the Raiders can build a winning organization and, and start to turn hearts in las vegas and all around i think you'll see a lot of the people selling their tickets to these fans probably won't sell them they'll either keep them uh or they'll get excited about what's going on and go there so i think over time it'll take care of itself it's a common criticism of all events in las vegas there's some validity to it because you can see it on tv but i think over time it takes care of itself not everybody agrees with me but that's my take on it
2: well scott you always have the chargers no (laughs) you always get
0: to go to la at least one time a year (laughs) you got that I'm low uh, excited true. to see that stadium. That stadium looks insane. Uh, I, can't uh, looks yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. looks phenomenal. I can't wait to see it. It's it's beautiful. I
1: mean, both those stadiums, uh, L.A., of course, and Vegas, uh, built at the same time. The, the L.A. thing is a whole different thing. It was in a different economic stratus. But, uh, yeah, it's a great place to watch a game. It's a great place to, to visit, too. They do tours all week long, and they're always sold out. So NFL fans from all across the country, even if they're not coming from a game, go in to see the stadium because it is uh, it is pretty impressive. Wow.
0: Uh, Scott, you said Josh Jacobs is going to be there week one for the Las Vegas Raiders. What about Hunter Renfro? Will he be? Hunter Renfro. Good question. So we
1: talk a lot about this, uh, D'Lo, on our show because uh, mm-hmm. early on, he was a guy that uh, we pegged as someone who would be uh, trade bait, right? Because mm-hmm. you look at what the Raiders did in the offseason, bringing in Jacoby Myers. They they signed three different slot receivers. Now, love Hunter Renfro. He has been he's had trouble staying healthy. Um, great route runner really clicked with Derek Carr and had some success but he makes a lot of money. He's, he's he's 14 million against the cap. It's like wow, it's a lot of money. So I think as the camp goes on as we get to the end of the preseason here, as injuries start to take hold unfortunately in the league, if somebody needs a slot receiver and they call the Raiders, my guess it would be That they would be willing to listen. Does that mean he's going to get traded? Not necessarily, but I certainly believe that he is one of those guys because of the economics involved, because of the logjam they have in the wide receiver room, he could very well be in a different zip code uh, come September 10th, week one in the NFL. Mm -hmm.
2: He seems like somebody that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo would look for a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody get open in space and, you know, not somebody that's going down the field too much. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he is he's a great guy. He used to be uh, he was on our show weekly when I was on Raider Nation Radio in Las Vegas. He was a contributor on my show and uh, he's a great dude and he works his tail off. And, yes, seemingly he would do well in that in that system with Garoppolo. Um, So but they loaded up there and maybe he does went out and and McDaniel says, you know what, We, we don't I don't care how much we're paying him. We need him. Uh, there too because they're going to run two tight end sets as well with Michael Mayer who's a little bit banged up and didn't play of course uh, on Sunday Uh, and they have they have that system dialed in and so they they're going to count on Jimmy G to dump the ball off a lot in the middle of the field as you guys know and so he's a guy he's sure-handed when he does catch the ball he's doing that he had fumble issues early on a couple years ago but he kind of shored those up last year
0: Really great stuff, Scott. We appreciate you. We've got Raiders Rams coming up on Saturday. So uh, we'll be excited to talk about that with you next week, man. Appreciate you for joining us. D-Lo, KC, always a pleasure, and
1: hello to everybody in Sacramento. Take care, everybody.